Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. A space station. An uptight worker. Uh, Tor Johnson. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me, my two favorite people in the whole wide world. Why, if it isn't Matt Rose and Jen Hansen. Yay! I changed up the order because I just love giving OCD people fits. Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. How's it going, guys? Oh, we're doing good. Oh, it's it's going. Yeah. Okay. You Great. know, we were. All we're... right. We'll see you next week. Are you are you uh, like me? You're you're balls deep in COVID. Yeah. Oh boy. Can't just can't get enough. And we just can't get enough. <laughs> balls uh before we get into this this week's episode which is a lovely little episode called outpost we gotta dip into the transmissions mailbag and this week uh we gotta say thank you to alex harkovitz who uh on a twilight zone message board suggested somebody check out transmissions from the dark side and we have to say thank you because that Thanks, is the buddy. only way we get new listeners. Yes, goodness me. Appreciate it. goodness me, I'm not doing my job of even posting when we put episodes out. No. Um, consistent, consistently inconsistent. Just like I was in high school. <laughs> Literally, that's nothing. podcasting would be great if he just applied himself and had some consistency. He seems to have podcasting potential. <laughs> Oh, what a kick in the dick. But what a what a nice thing to do for us, Alex. So thank you yeah, so thank much you, for that. This week's episode, Outpost, um, it is customary around these parts that we guess what this episode is about based on title alone. We call it the Dark Side Guess. So who would like to go first? I can go first. Mm-mm. Outpost. Neighborhood bullies and Skip Johnson's gang have run this town since elementary school. What was once stolen milk money and pulling hair has escalated over the years to robbery, assault, and other acts of violence. There's no stopping Skip's boys until one day an old army tent appears in the woods on the edge of town and members of the gang begin to disappear. I like that. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. I would rather Uh, watch that episode. (laughs) (laughs) I will go next. Outpost. 
Walt Fisher landed what he thought was the perfect job, being the caretaker for a recently abandoned research laboratory in the frozen tundra of the Yukon Territory. No people, no distractions, just time to finish his novel. The first three weeks were as perfect as he had hoped, until the singing winds began to tell him of his rapidly impending demise. Walt now had to ask himself what was more important, finishing his masterpiece five years in the making or potentially losing his mind and life at the hands of the hungry snow sirens outside his door. Ooh, cool. Ooh, hell yeah. Shining adjacent. I like it. <clears throat> kind of shining and a little bit of the thing. Just... Mm-hmm. Outpost. Social media is a game and Gary Vaynerchuk is the master. Think of something to post and he already has 23,000 posts made and published. <laughs> but when Postulon 5000 comes <laughs> to ruin the planet, will Gary be able to keep up? <laughs> wow. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, none of these guesses were correct. So, Jen, hit us up with them sweet deets. All right, guys. We watched uh, Season 3, Episode 5, Outpost. This episode aired October 28th, 1990. Uh, Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. Sad existentialist drama about a female representative of a space mining corporation who visits the company's mining facility located on an uninhabited planet and run by a mutant slave to see why his outpost is behind schedule. This episode was written Excuse me. This episode was written by Michael Reeves. Uh, He's been a TV writer since the late 70s. Lots of sci-fi and animation credits. He wrote uh, a few Monsters Eps, Sleeping Dragon, Fool's Gold, and Perchance to Dream. Oh, wow. Uh, T.K. Hudson was our director for this. This is his only directing credit on IMDb. Couldn't find him online, so... uh, I hope he's doing well. Juliet Mills played Kara Raymond. Uh, she is the sister of Haley Mills. Uh, she starred in uh, the TV series Nanny and the Professor. She was also the witch on Passions. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched Passions. Mostly I just know Passions as a gag, a running gag on Buffy the Vampire Slayer that uh, Giles and Spike would watch Passions. Uh <laughs> She is also married to Max Caulfield, who I believe was in the was he in the last episode that we watched? Oh, um, wow! Yeah, um, yes, and I think he, I think he might be substantially younger than her. Maybe I don't know. Uh, Tony Fields played Sebastian. Tony Fields is a uh, solid gold dancer. He, uh, for, for many years, he was in the Beat It video and the Thriller videos. He was uh, the heavy metal icon Sammy Kerr in the movie Trick or Treat. Not Trick or Treat, Trick or Treat. Um, he died at age uh, 35 from complications of AIDS. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is sad that there is a whole generation of, I don't need to get into this <laughs> Right now. Now that actor is dead from AIDS. Yeah. Let's name them. Yeah. Oh, well. That's, do, that's, do, that's it. That's, do, do, that's the cast. Do, 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 do
must be something on Crispy Critters, my favorite. Oh. Oh, look, it's a rock lobster. <laughs> Dance this mess around. around. It's starting. <laughs> Let's watch it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The door from the dark side swings wide open, and welcome to my sci-fi set. Yay! <laughs> We've got machines that buzz and steam galore. We've got... Beeps and boops and everything's gray. Look in the distance, there's a red backdrop. Who cares? Stones! <laughs> um, pipes! 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 Do you like the sound... <laughs> Boy, you're gonna love it here on this planet, I assume. I assume this planet. Who knows? But welcome to a bottle episode. B -b -b bottle episode. A bottle episode. Boing. That's a spicy bottle. <laughs> That's a, what a delicious bottle. <laughs> Did I drink that? Ten cent deposit. <laughs> oh, uh, a door opens to reveal Babylon Five, the sexy grandma of <laughs> of accounting. Oh man, it's uh. That's an ape. That's an astronaut I'd like to fuck. Oh, oh yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, buddy. I'd like to get that silver suit off. Ah. Uh, let me just Ted say. Ted texted me to ask, was that episode on another planet or was it at a laser tag arena? <laughs> uh, that's definitely what we're dealing with. We're dealing with, like, laser tag. At, like, it still looks good for monsters, but it was most definitely a laser tag arena. Yeah, let me just say that the set design and overall aesthetic of this episode for monsters is top tier monsters. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I I wrote what the hell's going on here is this monsters. Tim Foyle has never looked this good. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the makeup in this episode was great. The yeah. Yeah, Sebastian looked good. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to Se Sebastian in just a moment. We have um, a call. Under the sea. Whoa. This, this, we. <laughs> <laughs> this episode hurt me. Like, this episode is hard to explain because there is, there's a lot. It's a lot of monologuing. Yes. It's a yeah. lot of nonsense monologuing. I will say I I liked this episode. I enjoyed this, so did I. even though it was a a pretty grim episode. Well, this <laughs> this whole thing felt like you're new. You're, it's your second year in college. You have your feet underneath you. You know a friend who's in the drama program, and he's like, "You need to come see this one act play I'm in." Yeah, oh, what's sure. it? What's it called? Outpost. It's called Outpost. It's in the basement of the old chem building. Uh, don't let that fool you. Uh, just don't. There's not a stage there. Yeah, there's not a stage. The door is propped open. Make sure you leave the brick in there because uh, other people aren't going to be able to get in. 
the the other three people who are yeah. coming, <laughs> which are all mutual friends. Please come and see this show. Please come and see. And it starts, and you are planning leaving immediately, but you can't leave because you're one of three people. You're one of three people, so you have to watch the whole thing. And then it ends, and you're like, "Well, th- I was expecting it to be worse." Yes. <laughs> That's this episode. I yeah, really, I really came into this thinking that this was going to be Turd City, USA. Yeah. And um, no, it's only Turdville. There's a couple <laughs> of turds, yeah, but you get very easily stepped around. Um, she she walks into this place. It's kind of a mess, and she just whis- just whispers to, wistfully to herself, "Welcome to hell." Welcome to hell. <laughs> She is, she reveals she's an outpost inspector. Uh, well, she's yelling out to the darkness. Sebastian, where are you? It's me. Tara yes, Raymond. Uh, outpost I, uh, inspector. Outpost inspector. I understand there have been complaints here and the outpost. So she is. This is like, it's a weird sort of haunted exposition dump episode where it's almost like those one person episodes that we used to have on Tales, uh, except this is, it's like, it's like a my dinner with Andre in space. <laughs> oh, if only, if only. <laughs> well, she, she, so she did set up uh, some of the stuff that you were talking about when she was on her space walkie talkie. Um and she was talking to somebody up on the, I guess, the ship that was circling the planet. Uh, and she was saying, yeah, you know, this should take about three hours. Uh, and then we'll, render, we'll rendezvous later. Uh, this is just a standard evaluation procedure. Okay. Uh, and that is when Sebastian walks in from outside, uh, where I guess they just always have like a, I don't know, uh, a door open in this lab where we don't know if it's oxygen or not. It doesn't matter. So she, so she explains that in this whole exposition dump that uh, he was bio, he volunteered to be bioengineered to do this job after learning he had a terminal disease, which seems like whatever this mining operation is, this is how they are run. By people who have terminal diseases, they are then bioengineered, they are brain wiped, and are basically considered to be equipment of the company. No longer people. You have designer DNA. Yeah. And we finally... Yeah, your company property. We finally get to see Sebastian. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Jen, you wrote a description of Sebastian. I I did. We should say, uh, he turns on the light. And uh, Kara Raymond is is taken aback. She looks sort of repulsed by him. Uh, my description was um, the thing from Fantastic Four played by Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That is, that I I did write the thing later in my notes. Oh. Um, I wrote that he looked like a melted crayon and the shape of Louis Gossett Jr. in Enemy Mine. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Maddie? Um, I have to... I just got something. Uh, okay. I did Bad. write this. This is what I wrote, and now I'm adding the second part. Okay. 
uh, Tor Johnson as the dirt of the Sahara. (laughs) (laughs) Because he, he absolutely had a Tor Johnson vibe. Oh yeah, totally. I tend to the planet while master's away. (laughs) There you were, you nailed it, Jen. There's so many weird exposition dumps. Because, like, Carol uh, Carol Raymond says at one point, you wanted to do this, or at least wanted to get augmented when you got that disease. It's like, that's a real is, weird line. This is such a, <laughs> it's like a bad improv scene where people are just throwing way too much information in it. It's like, you, you don't just, just say, just say less than that. You don't need to give all that. Oh, right. Well, uh. So it would be lights up. Somebody from the sidelines comes on and says, you're on a space station. And it's like, okay. And then then you start. And then somebody else comes out and gives it more detail. It's like, this part of the room's 100 degrees. But this part of the room's 572 degrees. Oh, we'll get there. I'm jumping ahead. There's the the improv. uh, Chris, our our friend of the show, Chris Peterson, had a uh, an improv show, uh, a student when he was a student, and somebody uh, stepped out and said, uh, "You're a leprechaun, and this is a bowling alley, and you can't refute me." And like that's how the scene started. That's what very much what this feels like. I'm a space babe. You're a yeah. you're a rock man. Yeah. And you cannot refute me. That's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Um, at this point. And that's a uh, act break. At this point, yeah. We so we've been introduced to Carol. We've been introduced to Sebastian. We find out that they're all company employees of the Hephaestus Mining. Hephaestus Mining. He turned the lights on. And if I work all day on the Festus Mining Company. <laughs> well, I'm living here in Allentown. <laughs> and, uh, yep, so he turned on the lights, revealing he is a troll man. <laughs> and that is an act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Oh. Rebecca, uh, give me a cloth for Tabitha this morning. Oh. Oh, that's more like it. Thank you, Rebecca. Uh, what'd I do? Uh, oh, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, I think I see it. Push, Tabitha. Push. Oh, I can't watch. It's like a car wreck. I can't not watch. Hand me a towel, Rebecca, now. Wait a minute. Why was that sound effect of mud plopping? (laughs) Why was anything in that scene, Matt? Well, you know, let's hear more of it. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Oh, my God. What the hell? Is there something wrong with my baby? What does it tell me? It's it's, 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 it's horrible. Hideous. Grotesque. Could you be more specific? 
Jabba's the my God! What? What? Your baby has a tail. All of that was scarier than this episode of Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> My baby has a tail. Ooh, a tail is. Old. Yeah, you know, you know, there are people who are born with with tails. So yeah, he really, uh, he, he really, really freaked I mean, out about tail. He seemed he seemed to be like a doctor or something by the way he he took charge of that situation and then got super freaked out by a baby with a tail. Where it's like there's. There's still babies born with tails, dude. <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to find out when we start uh, when we start podcasting about passions. Right, passion cast. Passion cast. The the encyclopedic compendium to the long canceled NBC soap opera passions. Transmissions from the past. I can't believe I can't believe you never watched that show. I it, watched that show whenever it really I should have been. Yeah. I, I would watch that show and I would uh, text my friend who watched it too. And just that show is insane. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like bits and pieces here and there. Guys, there's only 1,600 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We could finish this up before our kids are in college, Matt. <laughs> Hitler was on the show? Wow. It's that old. <laughs> we we are going to release an episode a day for 1,600 days. Until our demands are met. <laughs> All of them an hour long at least. <laughs> Truly nothing to say. Um, yeah, check out that clip online. It is truly spectacular. It is passions tabitha gives birth to endora and um yeah yeah honestly now looking at this i feel like i should watch passions because i i like that they at least leaned into how ridiculous soap operas were they were like oh you want a soap opera you'll get a fucking soap opera yeah yeah it yeah it was nuts wow that's that's crazy doop doop do anyway <laughs> And we're back. So now uh, it becomes clear that Carol is on one side of the glass and uh, Sebastian's on the other side because he's and like, it is piping hot there. Right. He goes, she goes like, what happened to you? And he's like, you know, the cyber techs really earned their keep with me. It's really warm in this room. It's 100 degrees standard in here. Well, in here, it's 300 degrees Celsius, which is like that. 572 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. And, like, nothing in there is melting. Nothing in there. Everything's cool. He's like, I'm just going to drink my tube goo uh, if you want to <laughs> keep this interview going. So she's there to figure out why his out his output has not been uh, – he's not meeting his, his quotas. Um, and – it's because there's a lot of like science fiction gobbledygook talk. Well, so I I was 
something that I wanted to bring up was how this is the first instance of science, science, science mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah. Where you're right. It was just let's let's pick a bunch of science words we remember from high school chemistry, put them together, make them sound like they're futuristic and yeah. then do that for another 45 seconds to really eat some time up. Yeah. Yeah, the science talk doesn't really matter that much. Basically, it gets to he's been experiencing some sort of side effects. Uh, the side effects are that he has been hearing voices. Um, well, and there's been there's been something growing on him too. Uh, yes. Yeah, they're like the, the like voices a nail. are more important. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she's like a. The, he he says that the quotas have not been met because I've been busy with other research. Mm-hmm. Yes. I hear the voices and I know that my hormones are regulated, but daddy got a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, uh, I'm taping this interview. <laughs> he can't. So he, he's saying he can't understand them, thinks that they're like alien voices. But ever since he started to hear them, he just isn't finding the mining work as uh, is important. As important. Like, he just got into a new hobby. So now and that, been... and that hobby is hearing voices. Yeah. <laughs> I just wait for him to come. I mean, I'm here for these voices. What is Toe Alpha? Why did I write Toe I because that's apparently the name of the planet or moon that they're on. All right. I, I did the same thing. I wrote, though Alpha is the planet? I'm hearing voices. They're asking me to join him. And then Carol gives this look that is to say, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she suggests, she's like, this is just your, your, your RoboCop. Uh, old memory programming just sort of skittering in there. He's like, no, 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 it's not the ghosts of my memories. These are different. Uh, and he can't just, he can't quite understand them. He can't go, he's unable to go find them for some reason. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, cool. I'm going to shut this program down and you are part of the program. So you will just starve and die if I shut this shit down. So you want to get it together? Hey, do you want to solve these problems or do you want to just have these problems? Uh, Let me give you an example of how much I care about the work. Uh, I found out my husband was going to die and uh, I could have gone to go see him, say goodbye. He was only a parsec away. But you know what? I wouldn't have been able to finish the job. So you know what I did? Finish the job. You know what? He had done the same. He had done the same. You know why? Because we're fucking garbage dumps. <laughs> <laughs> we are terrible people. He's having an existential crisis. She's just trying to get him to do the work. So here, here. And, oh, go ahead, Minnie. Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, that she says that her husband died of neogenic carcin- carcinoma, um, but I needed to finish the job. And then he asks her, do you think he forgave you? And she said, there was nothing to forgive. At which point we all go, oh, okay, so that's her husband. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes, absolutely. So here's a quick question. So Juliet Mills in this episode, how old do you think she is? Oh, I'd say mid, early, early to mid 50s. 
She she was. She was uh she's born in 1941 so that would make her 50. Okay. But she I looks good. She looked she looked great, but I was also like I would I, I wrote down I wouldn't be surprised if she's 40 years old because it's like 90s age. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. You know, it's like if you watch something in the 70s a 30-year-old looks 58. Yep. Yeah. Like exactly. like even in the Rockford files. <laughs> You know, Jim Rockford looks forty five the whole episode. Well, yeah. I I watched um uh Don't Look Now, which is a movie from the seventies that has uh Donald Sutherland in it. And Donald Sutherland I think was in his thirties, and I swear to you, he looks so much older than I do now, and that's not because I look young, it's because he has always just looked like old to me. Like I don't, I don't know if it's the the hair or the mustache or what, but yeah, like you're you're right. Seventies, thirty five is like fifty now. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, this just in: there is an eighteen year age difference between uh, Mills and her husband uh, Max Caulfield. So she's eighteen years. Juliet Mills is eighteen years older than her husband. To which I say. Get it, girl. Go get him. <laughs> Do it. Get it. Mm, yum. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. Yum, 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 Eat that puss. Um, oh, what? Too much? <laughs> uh, so I think this is... When the tremor right hits? Or, right around the time we get the earthquake. Um, steam blows directly in Sebastian's face and he's like, cool. Oh, this again. And, and, but she's like, Sebastian, Sebastian. And that is an act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. It's body there. Rock and roll will never die. At least not this Halloween. I've heard of raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Yes. I did that by playing the record backwards. You're the and they is you. Sammy Kerr. He's a rock and roll nightmare. I am a big fan of yours. I've got all your records. Shut up. This message... Sammy Kerr. His fans won't let him die. He won't let them live. You should be loyal to your hero. Make it turn on you. Looks like we better check out the party punch. Starring Mark Price from Family Ties with special guest appearances by Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons of Kiss. Oh. Oh, man, it had Skippy in it. It had Skippy. It starred Skippy. Mark Price from Family Ties. Oh, oh, those halcyon days where all they had to be is like, 
heavy metal music and the devil are one in the same. They tied as fuck, baby. So all you have to do is back Play that record. record backwards. And... There it is. It's an incantation to bring a dead rock star back to life. <laughs> who then decides to play concerts and kill his fans? <laughs> is that the conceit? Yeah, don't, 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 don't think too much about it, Matt. Just that feels it like the pro- conceit. It probably of this had film. boobs and like violent. I mean, I remember the movie, but I don't remember. Uh, to be honest, I don't remember much about it. I did not ever see it. I don't. I don't think there's much to see. To tell the truth, I mean, it's just. Uh, that song's a banger. Rock and roll. And roll. Rocking and a rolling. Rock, rock, rock and, and roll. roll. Did you, you hear? say rock? I say roll. Didn't you hear it the first time? Here it is again. Rock and roll. And roll. Uh, have you have either of you seen that movie? I I, I like that you just that I, nodded I no. Cool, cool, Jen. What? <laughs> you nodded no. You're like, oh. <laughs> have you seen this movie? Mm. Not a sound, <laughs> just no. I thought I said no. I thought I said I hadn't. <laughs> look, look, guys, I'm done playing this podcast game. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I said it. I think Matt canceled me out. I'm going to blame it on Matt. Yes, go go ahead. All uh, right. Well, we're. I, I could swear. I could swear that I saw this on like Joe Bob. Uh, in the in this the feels 90s, like a Joe Bob but movie. I, you know, that was that was a long time ago, Matt. That was a real long time ago. Well, let's get back to it, and we're back. Hey, Sebastian had a steam pipe blow up in his face, but let me tell you what he thinks that feels like. It feels like a cool mist coming down from the hill. In the mountain. What yeah. else you got? <laughs> oh. Uh, I think this is around the time that she unzips her jumpsuit. And and has a tiny, subtle locket that appears. Yeah. <laughs> locket. Stop it. This so at at, uh, at at work, uh, my thoughts are my own. Uh, we were given these giant lucite containers for our badges. Um, so like the you know they no longer fit in your wallet, so you have to wear them like outside, which is annoying. Uh, that was about the size of this locket, just like this this like. Huge. It was like a CD jewel case. Yeah, it, it was, was the yeah, size it, of yeah. a moleskin. Yeah. This thing was enormous, and she cracks it up, and I'm like, oh, look, her husband. I, I, it's I, a life-size photo of her husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's the two of them, and I think it says, what, like, Clara and Andros? Yes. Yeah. Kara. Kara and Andros. Kara and Andros. Two, may they never be parted. And uh, it doesn't take very long uh, for him to hear the voices again. Because when the company changed me, they changed my senses. Which, I mean, that's pretty Yeah, and, and I think that uh, this is when she talks about how they've had faster than light travel for over 200 years. 
uh, a third of the galaxy is colonized and they've never once found intelligent life or any life. Uh, and so he says, but these voices are different. They're trying to tell me something. Uh, and, you know, then he, he goes on about how his senses are different. And she's like, you're barely human. And he's like, so are you. And it gets <laughs> nasty. Oh, and then, and yeah, then a guy a with burn. a ripping a guitar burn. comes in and is like, burned. And then he's like, ooh, it's hot in here. That's because of the burn. <laughs> it ain't 300 degrees because of the temperature outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, so she says something. Does she say something that triggers him? I sort of lost the the thread of logic these, at the end of this. Well, it's uh, so which which part? These voices that you hear are a fantasy. Is like the last. Like the end, I'm just like I was truly going like, yep, moving along. Yep, moving yep, along. you're gonna go to the voices. Well, so uh, um, it should be it should be mentioned that he started hearing those these voices once he found this crystal that right. that that's in I don't know a cave or something. Clan um, of the cave bear. What's that? In, in that crystal in Clan of the Cave Bear. Yes. <laughs> Only the um, oldest references. Wow. <laughs> you get what you pay for, people. A free podcast that A comes free podcast, out yeah. whatever. <laughs> I I'm I am dumbfounded by um how long it took for them to get to this point. I know this is the third act. I know that they're trying to wrap it up, but they really were like, uh, you can't leave yet <laughs> uh, because we still have six minutes of episode left. Yeah. Like literally they talk about nothing. You know, it's like, I don't hear anything. Well, I hear voices. Well, well you're, not human either. How about that? Well, I'm more human <laughs> than human. Well, you. I thought I thought it was funny when she defended herself by saying, "I have friends." Yes. <laughs> I just wrote, "You don't know me. I have a million friends. <laughs> I am very popular. I have a girlfriend in in Niagara Falls. <laughs> I get to lunch with my friends every month." <laughs> I must leave you. I have to walk into this backdrop. See you later. <laughs> well, so he says, aha, I finally understand the voices now. The voices are friends calling to him uh, and they want him to join him. And yes, she's like, they're... okay, cool. Incompetent. You're incompetent. I'm ruling you incompetent. You signed a contract. Yeah. And then he goes, you gave me ears in which to hear. Goodbye, Kara. I forgave you. Now I must go gleam the cube. <laughs> Man, Matt, that's two so references in an episode. Get it. We we should mention that when he was talking about um, how he understood the voices and they were the voice of belonging, saying they were going to take him to a place of rest, he walked over to a drawer 
that was in between the the hot side and the cool side, and he put it in. <laughs> it's a real McDLT of an episode. <laughs> it's a real McDLT. Uh, he put something in and then closed the drawer. Uh, he walks. Uh, he walks out of screen and he goes into this cage. He touches this giant glowing, <laughs> giant glowing plastic bag, uh, and then turns into a million fireflies and is is gone. And she opens the drawer. And it's the same picture she has around her neck. And she begins to cry. And she says, Andros, they told me you died. Um, and uh, she pulls in. No, like, no, don't, don't leave, leave me, me alone. alone. Executive producer, oh, Richard P. Rubenstein. <laughs> I, I was. It was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, as as soon as she, this wasn't a usual suspects ending, you know. No, like... no, no, it was just... <laughs> no, it was pretty on the nose. This, this is like, um, well, yep, there, you, you, there you go. I already. Yeah, I mean, when I was taking my notes, and she mentioned, um, you know that terminal disease you had, uh, you know, I mean, because it was delivered with all the subtlety of a consumer's wireless ad, I I took note of that. And so in the second act, when she mentioned that her husband died of a terminal disease, it was like, oh, yep. Yeah, this gun keeps going off. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I get shot two times from this gun? <laughs> oh no, the gun was in my hand the whole time. <laughs> I'm the murderer. Oh no. Uh, it was it was It was it was fine. All right. Well, let's go to the writers room. Episode. Let's go to the writers room. Is there anything that we would do to change this up? Honestly, I didn't have a problem with it. It's a fine it's fine. It is way overacted. It is like they are just ripping scenery down and, and chewing on it. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's I would rather they were eating the scenery than it the two of them just blandly trying to deliver these lines to each other. I, there's so yeah. much science gobbledygook in this, at least try it's like they're doing Shakespeare, basically. It's like, okay, well let's just emote the shit out of this. Yeah, let's connect. Let's let's try to connect. Let's try to be it, be together. Why this glass is almost too hot to touch? Right. It feels cool to me. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't have too many rewrites for it. I mean, it's you know, I'm not I'm not sure what you could really do to make it that much better i mean like like you were saying with the you know in college your your friend says oh i have you know i have a play i want you to come to it, it it's it's stuck at a particular level and i don't really know what you could do to get it above that level yeah. you know it's this is a this is a one-trick pony you guys yeah and they made an episode out of it. They made they made a leftover meal. 
Like they were just like, we got to do it. We have a good set. We have good makeup. Mm-hmm. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the, the reason for like what was bothering him, the, you know, these voices and the, the cube bag that was calling to him and these alien voices, uh, I think that could have been slightly clearer or slightly more, uh, intriguing or something it was just sort of it felt a little like just uh, just put a glowing bag in there and the bag it's calling to him and you know maybe if it was something like i don't know from his his old life or something yeah yeah i mean that was that was just uh, you know a, a kind of a puzzling plot device right yeah Well, well, let's give it a scale. Jen? Uh, Scale of 1 to 10 enormous lockets. Uh, It's like a 6. I was going to give it a 7. Yeah, I'd give it a 6.5. Okay. There it is. There it is. Uh, It's a fine up. Yeah. I cannot believe how close we are to the end of Monsters. It's, It's bananas. It's bizarre because it felt like we started this four years ago. Um, well, I think part of, I think part of that is because of uh, because of creep show, but well, and yeah. also we started four years ago, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have we been doing this for four years? Yes. Wow. Yeah, we are. That's ce- great. We're celebrating four years uh, October. Guys. Wow. Yeah, because this was episode one seventy something, but we've missed about. I would say 15 episodes from okay. the weekly, from the weekly, uh, ah, schedule. Okay. So now we're bi-weekly. It's, it's a little bit less bi-weekly. That's a loose bi-weekly that we're at right now. <laughs> you know what? I mean, Hey, uh, let's talk about that for a second before we wrap up. Um, sorry, everybody that we haven't been more, uh, consistent. Yeah. It's episode 177 right now. Um, and sorry that, uh, basically we went a month before we got an episode out with cellmates. Um, Right now, things are just unfortunately crazy kind of for all of us. We all have individual things that are uh, heavy. And uh, sometimes it's not easy for us to get together. And especially with uh, COVID and work and personal. It just is a delicate balance. Uh, But we do love you and we do love doing this show. And we're finishing Monsters, damn it. God damn it. God damn right we are. Uh, And and then we'll see what happens after that. Uh, Yeah. But uh, that's our guarantee. That's the transmissions <laughs> guarantee. <laughs> We're finishing monsters. Damn it! Put it on a T-shirt. Make it yourself. Wear it around. And then Dad's gonna see what he can do after that. Okay, Dad's gonna see if he's tired after that. Dad's okay, buddy. Dad's been tired. <laughs> but sometimes you gotta fulfill the promise you made to no one <laughs> all right uh did i forget anything um <sighs> try to enjoy, try to enjoy the, the daylight try to enjoy the daylight bye. bye bye transmissions from the dark side is hosted and recorded by jen hansen matt rose and matt noss edited by matt noss hosted by gabber media Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. 
Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight. <laughs>